Hey, ho, what do you know? It's time for the Matt Dean Clark Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Weekly Review, our spinoff podcast. Thank you for joining it, it and us, and welcome back to the show that critics are calling, If I Said It Was Amazing, That Would Be a Lie. Okay. <laughs> well, as long as you guys are being truthful, I think that's the most important thing. And that's what we strive for, is just honesty in this show. So thank you for that. Honesty is the key. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Um, I actually, we are recording to you live um, from a bunker by Bidet Makaska in Minneapolis. It is February 20th. It is 35 degrees. Now you might be asking, probably not, probably not big of a podcast nerd or this podcast nerd, um, being like, well, why didn't you guys do anything on Monday the 19th? Well, great question. Um, actually, I didn't know if I was going to do a weekly review show this week. And then I was like, today, Tuesday, like, ah, why not? Let's do it. Then yesterday was President's Day and um, just didn't get around to filming that segment. So I'm going to do two segments today. That is the plan. So first one is entertainment news. So yeah, let's get right into it. Entertainment news. Um, the big thing is, so yeah, obviously Warner Brothers Discovery, they cancel a lot of movies. They've been doing that uh, for a while with Batgirl and Coyote versus Acme. Um, some movies that were looking like they could have been decent at least. Well, another one has just entered that list technically. Um, there's not an official word on if this one is completely shelved or uh, dropped but right now it's just kind of in limbo. Um, and that is Stephen King's new, or Gary Dauberman is the director, and it's his new adaptation of Stephen King's Salem Lot. And it was filmed in 2021 and has been basically just hanging out um, since then. But uh, Stephen King has recently just started weighing in on everything, and he said on Twitter that he's seen Dauberman's film and that he thinks it's quite good, quote-unquote. He says it's uh, old-school horror with a slow build and a big payoff. And he added that he's not sure why the WB, or just WB, is uh, holding back. And he says it's not like it's embarrassing or anything. Well, that's what I want to hear, is that it's not embarrassing. <laughs> it's not great. It's, it's just not embarrassing. Uh, I think a lot of people hope we would shelve episodes of this podcast. Uh, but we just won't do it. We'll just keep trucking along. That's the quality we bring here. Just, um, you know, a lot of people are more like um, content over, or quality over quantity. There we go. I knew I'd get there somewhere. My brain's just like squeaking along. Free, free, free. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we believe in quantity over quality here uh, but anyways uh, moving from there we go to Beatles entertainment news and just found out that Sam Mendes is going to make a fictionalized Beatles project and it's going to be one story but four movies and each movie is going to be told from the perspective of the band's individual members uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney of course, George Harrison and Ringo Starr so all four movies are slated to premiere in 2027 
um, in a strategy that Sony Pictures is saying innovative and groundbreaking. So now, is there a big market for a movie like this? I think yes, for Beatles fans for sure. Um, and I definitely the Get Back docu- documentary has shown that because that was just this massive long. You're just watching them in the studio for so long. And as they're kind of noodling and figuring things out. But people love that. People showed up for that movie and uh, watched it nonstop. And so I think there is definitely a market and audience for that. And it's an interesting way of doing it. And I guess apparently some of the kind of background on it was that because 2023 had such a huge revival with the Barbenheimer uh, phenomenon, if you will, which was the you know Barbie and Oppenheimer movies released at the same time. That was kind of a little bit of impetus with this too. And just the fact that a Beatles story would be cool. It'd be interesting to see, you know, how this all comes together. But apparently, yeah, that's kind of the their thought process on that. So then it would be releasing four movies. Um, and like I guess all the families of the Beatles are on board with this. And so this article I read was saying that the basically the whole movie, all the movies in the project is gonna is kind of destined to be. It's gonna be one of those things we talk about a lot coming up here. Um, so that could be the next Barbenheimer. We'll see. Um, instead of combining our show with something else, like another show, um, I think people hope that we'll combine this show with uh, the delete button. But then they. Uh, from there, we're going to do some random news for you, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll start with uh, Texas and a Guinness World Record, because we love our Guinness World Records here on the show. A Texas man broke a Guinness World Record when he finished a half marathon with a time of an hour and 21 minutes. That's really good. And that's about six minutes and 14 seconds per mile. That's huge. That is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty crazy. But he did it not just running the marathon. He did it while doing an activity, which is, I think, something we think of when we're going to run a half marathon or a marathon. Like, what else could I do besides running? Uh, Well, this guy was doing it while dribbling a basketball. Uh, Ben Duong, a graduate student of the University of Texas, and this graduate student was 24 years old, or is 24 years old, and um, he finished 12th in the half marathon at Sunday's Austin Marathon. And yet, like I said before, he's got the six minute, 14 seconds per mile time, which is massive. Um, and yeah, I just gotta say, wow, I feel like running and doing anything else at the same time is a very huge accomplishment. Uh, I think running and breathing is just a huge accomplishment, to be honest. Uh, He was greeted at the finish line by the San Antonio Spurs mascot, the Coyote. Um, So there you go with that. And the Austin Spurs, an NBA G League affiliate team for the San Antonio Spurs, celebrated his accomplishment on social media. The team also wrote, We're honored for the opportunity to unite people through unforgettable experiences in the community. The team wrote. The team added, Sadly, this experience will be deeply forgotten soon. Well, there you go. That's a heavy dose of truth. The previous record for fastest half marathon 
while dribbling a basketball is two hours and three minutes. So we can all agree that that guy who did that is now a total loser. <laughs> uh, not really. Huge accomplishment for that person, too. Um, from there, we go to a website that is offering to pay. I wanted to get this out there, too, because this could be something fun. Not only that I'm going to try to do, but this could be something fun that others might enjoy. we got Oscar season coming up. A lot of great movies being nominated for Best Picture. I've seen a bunch of them, and I try to see all of them before the Oscars every year. It's not something I always accomplish, but I try to do it as much as I can. Um, and I've seen a good chunk of them. I think I'm still missing a few, but uh, this might kind of push me in the right direction. A website is offering to pay a film fan $2,000 to watch all of the year's Best Picture Oscar nominees and then predict the outcome of the broadcast. So there you go. It's uh, testcasino.com if you want to check it out. And it's a unique job opportunity, they're saying, for someone to watch the 10 nominees for Best Picture, rate each film, and then predict the outcome for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress, all those at the Academy Awards. Um, yeah, this is a total dream job for me. I'll definitely check that out. Chosen Candidate will receive... $2,000, a new 65-inch 4K TV, and a $500 DoorDash gift card. The person selected for the job will be asked to rate each film in categories included emotional resonance, entertainment impact, memorability meter, and uh, creativity quotient, and its social buzz score. So there you go. Um, applications are being accepted through March 9th, so get on it. I'll definitely give that a shot. Kelsey on the show, who's been on the on the um, book club show, um, she has tried for this when they were offering a similar position for watching Hallmark movies. Um, and but she did not get picked. And I would imagine, you know, there the reason for that is that there's so many people trying out for this. Everyone would want to do this. You know what I mean? Get paid to watch movies. Why not? But uh, listen, we will give that a shot. And if you want to give that a shot too, uh, drop us a line and let us know how far and if you got it, if you got the position. Um, but yeah, all 10 movies. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Uh, it is 7.40 in the post-meridian, the p.m. It is Wednesday, February 21st. It is 37 degrees. doesn't Ooh. feel that warm outside. It feels cold. I thought today it felt warm. Yeah, yeah earlier today. Yeah. I mean, right now. I kind of like the way it feels out there. It was nice, like, no clouds. Got to see the stars as I was walking into Brett's compound here. <laughs> the stars are out already? Yeah, stars are out. Wow. They're big and bright. Who was, who was out there? Like, Brett Saxon. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, Riri was in your driveway. Yeah. I was just lighting farts on fire. <laughs> like an idiot. If you uh, ran into uh, uh, Rihanna or a celebrity, what would you say? Would you go up and try to you know, initiate conversation? Not Rihanna. No? No. She's probably got a bodyguard, though. <laughs> Kick your ass. What about you, Brett? Is there a celebrity that you would want to approach? I would try to tackle the bodyguard. If it yeah. was Rihanna. That seems like a smart <laughs> idea, yeah. I want the bodyguard's uh, autograph. Yeah, first because you loved uh, the Kevin Costner bodyguard movie. <laughs> yeah, I think well, years ago that? I was at the airport and there was a current Timberwolves player mm -hmm. there, and he'd walk by, 
and all I did was to go like, "Hey, Big Al," because it was Al Jefferson. That's cool. Did he respond? No, I think he had headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, so yeah. He's a foot taller than me, so maybe the sound didn't resonate up there. Right, that could be. Uh, well, listen. So this is the pre-show. Uh, you know. Feel free to leave a comment on Twitch if you're with us. If you want something, if there's something on your mind that you want to talk about tonight, let us know. We can do that. Um, but we'll start with a couple pre stories for you. And we'll start with we love here on the show Guinness World Records. And we have one coming up later on in the main show. Oh, but, I was going to say, wow, this is only pre show. But I'm going to give one in the pre show because okay. it's like, you know, I feel like, you know, why not? Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> Why not? Why? Yeah. Why? Why not uh, share the wealth and abundance of world records? So we'll start with uh, this one in Texas, which is an organization that caters strictly to people named Ryan. Ooh, Shaw. There you go. He could. Ryan Shaw is our resident horror movie expert. If you're new to the podcast and the show, um, and so he could be one of these Ryans to go there. He has to go to Texas this weekend and do it. Do they um, have spelling limitations? Because we met a Ryan last week at a bar, and he spelled it like Ryan Sandberg, which that would, is R-Y-N-E. Yep, that would work. That would Did pass. <laughs> uh, but so they're they're aiming to break the Guinness World Record for the largest name, same name gathering in Texas. Um, so yeah, you can file this world record under the category well of why. Like Brett said, what? why? Why do this? Uh, which is what we ask every time we do a Guinness World Record, really. <laughs> uh, but what, uh, are you, what is the most common name, at least in the United States? I feel like it's got to be for like, a man. Maybe like Matt. Probably pretty common. Oh, yeah. Mike, Michael. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a biblical name, yeah. Like yeah. John, Brett. Or, yeah, Borges. <laughs> Come here, Borges. <laughs> Bar- Baranatholomew. Yep. Um, so the Ryan meetup is based, uh, well, so it's based technically in New York, but it's going to be held in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, they're going to try to break this record, which is set. meet in the middle? Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. Like, uh, no rest. Minnesota. Not enough hotels. Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky. Uh, in between Texas yeah, and good. New York. Yeah, Nashville yeah. for... Okay. Whenever I was going to South by. Go to Tennessee. They were sister states. So, Whenever you were doing South by? You... We would always stop at Nashville. Oh, nice. Kind of halfway. Okay. And we had free home and home room and board. There you go. That always helps. Um, so the original record was set in 2017. At a house. T- oh, at a house. Yeah. Okay, that was good. That was yeah. the missing ingredient. Um, it was set in 2017. <laughs> what, as opposed to a cave? <laughs> There was someone taking notes on this podcast. It was like, where where'd they stay, though? <laughs> where they, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in, this was set in 2017 when 2,325 people named Ivan came together. So Ooh. now they're switching up the name. Oh, they should have done that in Russia. They would have got way more people. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they were coming here. Maybe they were Russian here. <laughs> Russian over here? Yeah. Uh, well, the big thing is, is they said uh, we'll be laying down the law to ensure that no Bryans get in, though. Mm-hmm. Ryan said, uh, "The group's website. They're in Texas. They probably are armed. Yeah, like, right. They all are. No Bryans. <laughs> they said that the uh, group's website. It explained <laughs> the organization. The their aversion to people named Brian is that Bryans are just B-list Ryan's. Ooh, oh. shots fired. Shots That's a cool plan. Word so. fired. It is. So there you go with that. So if your name is Ryan, this is for you, Mr. Shaw, and other Ryans out there. You can meet up uh, this week." 
and they're aiming for Saturday at 5 p.m. at Buck Wild in Austin, Texas. Have you been to Buck Wild? I don't think I have. Okay. No. What is it? It's probably just some kind of restaurant. Is it a water park? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. Sounds like it kind of. I can think of some other things it could be too. Yeah. Like what? Like what? <laughs> yeah, I went wholesome. Brett's going to go dirty. Right. <laughs> probably like a grocery shop that only sells buckwheat. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Organic. <laughs> artisanal. All right, from there we go to, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this because I feel like I would be very bummed. Um, do you guys do the lottery? Do you guys? No. Okay. You don't do Yeah, power. I wake up every day. I think day. it's a scam. <laughs> it is a scam. But like if you were one of those guys that all of a sudden won the Mega Millions or the Powerball, you know, how great would that be? They say that it could be. I don't know how you. much. Because I feel true. like if I ever, if I played and I did get lucky it'd be the all right but the powerball so i only won a million i mean sure. only a million only oh a million. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the jackpot though which right. could be more Multi, money than you yeah. could spend exactly um, nothing good comes from winning like who who's the lottery winner that was bettered from that i'm well, gonna look this up and i'm gonna get back to you next week on this yeah, you should. Who was battered by winning yeah. the lottery? Because I think some people do it correctly. I mean, like numerous wealth, not yeah, like one. They won fifty grand on a scratcher. I mean, people who won like half a bill. Or oh right, like well, two hundred million. And to that point, some people will do this thing where they don't take the lump sum; they'll do it in increments. So they're right. they don't ruin themselves. They have to only get a certain amount every you know year or so. And I think that would be the way maybe I would do it if I ever did that. Oh, totally. Well, and you're young enough, though. Not yeah. everyone, like, they're probably, like, some winners that are 70 or whatever that they're not going to live another 30 years. So That's true. They take the one. Although, I don't know if you can bequeath that then. Yeah. Like, the Publishers Clearinghouse, you win, whatever, $5,000 a week for life. Mm -hmm. If you die, can you give that to, like, your kid? I would hope I so. It. You, but but then what it happens? Just keeps going on. What if happens? You died like a week then in. It's done. You're done. This is you done. Get, you get no more money. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Five hundred bucks. No, it's five. Is at least last time I ever saw a commercial for it, it's like five thousand a week for life. For life. So, yeah. yeah for so life. Wow, that's true. In that case, that's yeah. Scary. But I bet it's when they say for life, they mean like thirty years or whatever. Well, this guy, because yeah, this life in prison like, isn't like until you, until you die. It's like usually life in prison means thirty year sentence or something. Well, that's like true. That. Yeah, that's true. Well, this guy, let me tell you. Let me ask you guys: If you all of a sudden looked and you did have the winning numbers, I have a heart attack and die. Well, yeah, <laughs> probably. And then you uh, came in. So this guy, I tell no one and hire a lawyer. Right. This guy, his name is. Um, John Cheeks, real name. Mm. John Cheeks. His last mm. name is Cheeks. Um, That's and, cheeky. And let's be honest, we all kind of giggled, uh, giggled a little bit when we heard that. Oh, name, there was really. a basketball player named Maurice Cheeks. I never really laughed. You just said it, and I kind of laughed. Was he booty cheeks? I laughed because you were looking at me, la <laughs> like being a goofball. <laughs> You're saying I'm a goofball? Well, so accordingly, or according, I should say, to uh, this guy, Mr. Cheeks, he said that he had a ticket, looked at it, has the winning Powerball numbers. Oh, I the know winning this numbers. story. He goes in and they say that no, that was posted as an accident. Those numbers, those aren't the real winning numbers. Yeah, they had posted the wrong numbers for three days. I at think their he store. should. Get, I think yeah, he should sue and should get money. Well, he is suing, so you do think he should sue? And, well, they, you're suing the government basically, though. Yeah. So good luck. And he's asked for 340 million in compensation. Yeah, he's not going to get that. Right. I would guess he would settle for maybe like 250 grand or something. You know, I got to say, kind of with like where Brett was going with the whole life thing, when it says life, 
Um, he didn't really win though. He yeah, won. wouldn't Publishers Clearinghouse just hire a hitman to kill you and they don't need to pay you anymore? Right. I think they would. That's the loophole. That's the total loophole. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think that um, I don't think. Yeah, I think personally, I don't think he's got any leg to stand on. I don't think he. No, can, yeah. but I mean, they might. I don't know. Yeah, how does he have any money for litigation? Is I mean, is he already rich? Right. He's just gonna like go into debt to try to win three hundred and what'd you say, three hundred fifty million? Three hundred forty million. Yeah. And why did he come out? Is that how much it was? That's uh, how much it was. was yeah. One? Yep. That was the grand prize. Was three hundred forty million. I don't. Th- I don't think he has a case. I don't, I don't think so either. Richard Evans, his lawyer for Mr. Cheeks, said it's about the reliability of institutions that promises life changing opportunities while heavily profiting in the process. If his, if his lawyer was named Robert Evans, I'd give him everything he wants. <laughs> Uh, that's true. Uh, Cheek said this stinks, uh, proving that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course he did. <laughs> yes. wow. he, he didn't really. I just, so wanted, I just wanted to say that. Oh, God. Cheeks has been spitting out stinky statements. <laughs> <laughs> we're all 40 oh, and we're 12 God. years old. Oh, all right. On that oh, note, I think we start the main show, right? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, 10.45 in the p.m. It is 36 degrees, uh, high of 51 a day, great weather. That's a fact. And it is the 22nd of February. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. It's Thursday, almost the end of the week. Uh, today, let's do, let's see, what should we talk about? Let's talk, uh, uh, we could do advice. Let's do some advice. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll start with, and if you want to reach out with any advice, questions, or comments, reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. We'll try to do some rapid-fire advice questions. First one is, someone says, my musician's son isn't as good as he thinks he is. Uh, Wants to know what she should do. I think you tell him. You tell him he's bad, and he should give up his dream. You should crush his dreams um, and maybe post it on social media as it happens live. Facebook Live, it's always there. Um, no, listen, uh, Bob Dylan's parents probably weren't the most supportive, you know, of his singing voice. He's got a unique voice, but he that's what made him stand apart from everybody else. Um, and sometimes parents just aren't, you know, the most supportive. That's just how it is. Um, and so you can tell them that, you know, you might not get it, but that you still support it. Um, and maybe that'll be some fuel for him too, or just stick with being supportive, you know, um, just in general, you don't even need to say that you don't get it, um, depending on how sensitive he could be. Sometimes parents just don't understand Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. They said that quote directly from them, uh, going from there, uh, someone writes in and says that her husband is all in on gaming. He loves that favorite hobby activity of the day, but pretty much checked out on their marriage. He's focused on gaming all the time. Um, and he's pleasant enough with his spouse. He does his chores, does all that stuff. That's fine, but does nothing to kind of nurture their marriage. Well, in that kind of situation, I feel like sometimes just a gentle nudge is the way to go. 
So I kind of suggest in the gentle nudge realm, maybe changing the locks on the doors and uh, getting rid of his clothes <laughs> and belongings. Uh, just talk to him about it and say that you need just a little bit more. That things are okay, but you could always just use a little bit more. Tell him, tell him your love language. Um, and I say that seriously because that is, listen, that can sometimes, certain things can sometimes just change your eye or open your eyes in, in certain situations. Uh, finally, a mom feels stuck in the middle of her daughter's medical disclosures. A mom is used to her daughter sharing things with her all the time, but now she's feeling like she doesn't want to talk about her daughter's new medical issues and wants to know why that is. I think it might have just been maybe, you know, you've reached your max, your quota. Um, and it's fine to talk about something else for a little bit. People get bored. Look at this podcast. You're sleeping right now. Um, but it is important for her to be heard, your daughter, because you might be the only kind of outlet um, and maybe even the only person that she's truly honest with and to. So something to think about as well, where it's maybe in those situations you have to be like, well, this isn't about me. This is about her. So I'm going to do what's best for her. Right. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, February 23rd. It is 36 degrees. Like I said, it is Friday, so you made it through the weekend. Welcome to it, basically. Um, and why not celebrate by listening to this podcast? Um, some people call it their favorite. Most don't. Uh, but welcome to it. We'll do some movies and TV today. I saw a brand new movie last night with the old man my pops um and so we'll talk about that uh but oh wanted to, with tv i'm watching this new show that's on um adult swim that's ninja kamui i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that but it's an original japanese anime um that's produced by william street and uh um adult swim so that's pretty sweet and it's premiered um i think there's two episodes out now and really good super violent so if you want uh some bloodbath quota met that's the one to check out um other tv news a uh, true detective has just been announced that it's being picked up for season five under isa lopez so she did this uh, most recent season true detective night country um and we talked about this in the past podcast um and you know we gave i gave my rankings and we kind of are covering the controversy between um the old director nick pizzolato he's kind of going back and forth with the new um, regime and the new seasons, um, and is posting some stuff, uh, vocally, <laughs> which is interesting to see publicly. But, uh, and I mentioned kind of my rating system of where I think this season, uh, falls. And, you know, I'm a true detective fan, regardless of what's going to happen in it. Um, unless it's like super, super awful, um, writing wise and all that. But for the most part, like, I mean, Season four had so many really good qualities. And I, this is coming from a guy that I like season two as well. Um, and I think Colin Farrell's, you know, his unhinged performances is pretty magnificent to see. And then, of course, you get Rachel McAdams, who's an awesome, 
lead in that season. She's just, yeah, I think she's amazing in that. So there's parts of season two that I like, and there's parts of season four that I love, which is, you know, obviously Issa Lopez doing a horror style true detective, which is pretty sweet. Love the female leads. Uh, Jodie Foster, come on, you can't do wrong. Um, so yeah, really good stuff on that. But that being said, I would still rank that one. My ranking that I talked about in the last podcast was I'd go um, season one is my personal favorite, and then season three, then two, then four. But I like them all, you know what I mean? So it's one of those types of things. So they just got announced that she's going to be um, helming and doing season or a second, her second season, which is season five. Are you guys following that <laughs> of True Detective? Uh, but yeah, I think that's good because I think the season one for her, um, the first one that she did, it's good for her probably to get that out of the way. And I think her next one is going to be even better because um, I think I read somewhere that that was her first season of TV, which is amazing for her first season of TV. So I think she's just going to knock it out of the park probably for the next one. So we'll see. Um, and uh, excited to see where it goes from there. But that's some cool news. Uh, the movie, brand new movie that I saw last night was Drive Away Dolls, which is uh, written and directed by Ethan Cohen and his wife, Trisha Cook. Um, and that is about uh, two lesbian friends who become lovers on the road running from mobsters with a cachet of... Um, of stolen items that I'll keep a secret because uh, it's pretty hilarious. Um, but that one I liked. It was a return in 90s indie feeling movies. Not the greatest movie. Um, I can sense people getting bored in the theaters, but um, I'm a Cohen fan, so I'm going to give Drive Away Dolls good. Good or not good, I'm giving it a good. And then Zone of Interest, which is the 2023 historical drama um, about World War II and about um, the Auschwitz camp. Um, is super depressing but very well made and powerful movie. Um, I'll give that one a good as well. So there you go. Those are some movie reviews and TV reviews of the week. And that is the podcast for the week. So thanks for checking it out. We've got a brand new episode of the podcast coming out with uh, Bretton Clark later today. So stay tuned for that. But uh, for now, I'll sign off and we will see you guys in a week. Uh, reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com if you have any comments or concerns. And uh, thank you, Nalo and Unis, for great music. And like I said, we'll see you next week. I love you. Thank you.